Monday, January 29, 2018. This is Born to Battle, brought to you by the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm your host, Marine Corps veteran Timothy Lawson, back with a benefits breakdown. Been uh, stuttered a little bit on the start to these things, but we are back underway. This week, we are going to talk to Kayla Williams about the Center for Women Veterans. We spotlight their center whenever we can, uh, as Women Veterans is the fastest growing segment of the veteran population. So we want to make sure that we communicate uh, benefits and resources to that segment. Uh, so Kayla's going to talk about what their center does, uh, some things to know about women veterans and, and caring for them, uh, and what VA provides. Uh, you can check out their website, va.gov slash womenvet. Here's Kayla Williams, Director for the Center of Women Veterans. Enjoy. There are nearly 2 million women veterans who served and deserve the best care anywhere. VA is dedicated to meeting the unique needs of all women veterans. VA offers comprehensive primary care and women's health specialty care. Women veterans who are interested in receiving care at VA should call the Women Veterans Call Center at 855-VA-WOMEN or contact the nearest VA Medical Center and ask for the Women Veterans Program Manager. Visit www.va.gov slash womenvet. Kayla Williams, Director of the Center for Women Veterans here at the Department of Veterans Affairs. How are you? I'm great, Tim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Um, so this is a benefits breakdown segment. Recently, uh, I've been kicking this off by talking to program offices to sort of get a, a broad outlook of how VA approaches delivering and more importantly, communicating benefits to their customers. Because, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that veterans struggle with is understanding even what is available to them and not just so much getting access to the, the, what's available. And so we're starting on the communicating part. Um, so let's let's start with the the mission of, of your center and uh, yeah, let's start there. The, the, the mission of your center. Thanks so much for having me on, Tim. I'm really excited to get to talk about this with you and share the information with your listeners. The mission of VA's Center for Women Veterans is to monitor and coordinate VA's administration of health care and benefits services and programs for women veterans, to serve as an advocate for a cultural transformation both here within VA and in the general public in recognizing the service and contributions of women veterans and women in the military, and to raise awareness of the responsibility to treat women veterans with dignity and respect. In addition to that core mission, we have a number of uh, functions that are actually mandated by the law that created our office, which include doing outreach directly to women veterans to help make sure that they understand what benefits, care, and services they have earned through their honorable service, and communicating to those who serve women veterans at the state and local level and here across the department to make sure that they understand maybe the special or disproportionate or unique needs that women veterans have and are aware of best practices in effectively serving women veterans. Okay, that was a lot. That's a uh, lot. It is a lot. Uh, one thing I want to point out that, and, and I, I point this out every time someone brings it up, mandated by a law. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to understand that everything that that offices and, and the, that people do inside of our uh, organization is guided by actual law. 
Um, and so it's, it's important to, to note where some of the, where the driving uh, factors in this come from. Um, so maybe break that down. Uh, what's maybe like the top three, uh, if you can, and I'm, I did not prompt you for this, so I, uh, forgive me. Uh, but what, like, what are the few things that, uh, that you notice that your center does that you find to be most valuable to your customer base? So I'll say that I think of our customer base as being a little split. So we, we do work that's internal here within VA that has a long-term benefit of serving women veterans, but is more internally focused and not as visible to the, uh, the veterans themselves. And then we also have work that we do that is directly veteran-facing. For serving veterans, some of the most important work that we do is to raise awareness of the existence of women veterans among folks who <laughs> genuinely still don't know. Yeah. I, I still, as a veteran, go to veteran-focused events and people ask if I'm there with my husband. So I'm working all the time to help make sure that everyone knows that women are veterans and that we have earned the same care, benefits, and services and respect that our male counterparts have. Yeah. So that effort of uh, awareness raising uh, is an important one for me. Another important part of what we do is raising awareness among women veterans themselves about what VA can do to serve them and the progress we've made in improving our ability to care effectively for women vets. Uh, I know when I first came home from Iraq and transitioned back into the civilian sector, women were still a much smaller percent of the population. VA was less prepared to effectively care for women veterans. And we've made tremendous progress since then. So I'm always trying to make sure that women vets, especially those who came in for the first time more than 10 years ago, know how much better things have gotten as the share of women in the population, women vets in the population has grown. I want to make sure every woman veteran in the country knows that women who come to VA for their care are more likely to get cervical cancer screenings and breast cancer screenings on time than women using any other sector of care, whether that's private insurance or Medicare, Medicaid, or the military system. So come into VA because we have high quality evidence-based care available to serve you. Yeah, and I think this is something that I've noticed that even veterans mess up. This is not veteran health care, it's health care for veterans, right? And, and, and I, what I mean by that is this isn't just health care for the military-specific stuff. It's, That's right. It's health care for a human being that happens to be a veteran. That's right. and. Often, the military-specific aspects of our experiences are less understood in the civilian sector. So there are some things about coming to VA that are uniquely beneficial. So I talk to women vets, for example, who say, oh, I don't want to go to VA because when I went in 15 years ago, they didn't recognize me as a veteran. And I say, I understand that. Um, let me ask, has your civilian provider ever asked you if you were exposed to burn pits? They say, no, they've never asked me that. Okay, has your civilian provider ever asked you whether or not you experienced sexual harassment or assault during your military service? 
oh no, they'd never ask that. They don't even know I'm a veteran. Okay, well, why don't you come back to VA? Yeah. Because we are more likely to understand and recognize the military-specific exposures that you may have had and have the expertise to treat those military-specific exposures. But as you say, we're here for all types of care. So the maternity benefits available for women vets within VA are amazing. Uh, we do not uh, tend to deliver babies within VA facilities because we don't have, for example, NICUs. We will um, coordinate care in the community for women to get prenatal care, labor, and delivery. But some of the benefits we provide for new moms are incredible. So a free breast pump, three nursing bras a year for the duration of breastfeeding, breast milk storage bags, lanolin cream, nursing pads. I mean, just really amazing benefits that can help new moms as they are um, transitioning to this role, especially those who may be encountering some financial challenges. These are benefits that I would have loved to have, but I was not using my VA care when I became a mom, and I had to pay for all of that out of pocket. Yeah. The third thing that I think it's really important that we do is to partner with other organizations to ensure that they are carefully considering the needs of women vets when they are serving veterans and also partnering directly with organizations that serve women vets so that we can raise awareness among the women veteran population about these programs that specifically serve them. So three partnerships that we have, one is with Academy Women that has a traditional mentor-protege relationship for women uh, veterans through their e-mentor program. Uh, another is Lean In Women Veterans that has a peer-to-peer -peer virtual uh, mentoring program for women veterans. And the third is with the National Association of State Women Veteran Coordinators. A lot of women vets don't know this, but each state has a woman veteran coordinator at the state level that exists specifically to help them access the benefits and services that they've earned through their service. Where's the turning point on the women that's, that struggle with identifying as a veteran or that have a hard time um, identify, or um, telling someone that they're a veteran? Have you noticed a common turning point on, on that other than someone just encouraging them to? Or um, what's this, am, I, am I asking the question right? Um, it's an interesting question one that I'm not totally sure the answer to. So okay. I'll tell you when it when it comes to women self-identifying as vets, openly, outwardly identifying as veterans, um, I see somewhat of a generational divide. So older women vets, I think, have been a little less likely to self-identify as veterans, partly because they may have been told that they weren't, quote, real, unquote, veterans, which just hurts my heart. Yeah. If they've served, they are veterans, but that message that they got during their service or when they first left the military may have really stuck with them. Whereas women who have served in the modern era, especially those who have gone to war, they're very aware that they're veterans. If you are a combat vet, you definitely know that you're a veteran. But across the life cycle and however old a woman veteran is, there may be women who initially said like, oh yeah, I'm a vet and then got tired of having to constantly explain themselves, got tired of people doubting them and questioning them and have given up on it and stopped doing it. I've had a number of women uh, say that to me. Oh yeah, I used, to, I used to wear the hat and then when people would ask if I was wearing my husband's hat, I got so tired of being questioned that I just stopped. And that also hurts my heart, that, that we have situations where people are proud of their service and 
uh, eventually stop owning it because of the the pushback that they get. Um, it's it's happened to me even at uh, veteran conventions where people have have come up and and explain to me the purpose of a convention that I'm attending and like wearing the lanyard for. <laughs> like, no, I, I know this is for veterans. I am one. Women vets who get uh, harassed for parking in veteran parking spaces oh. and, and things like that. So it does get uh, it does get really exhausting and some some folks are not willing to keep pushing and pushing in the face of all that resistance. So um, I see less of what I think your question was, what gets somebody to identify, I see it more the other way, people who oh, sure. stop identifying because of that, uh, that resistance. So one thing that I think all of your listeners can do is to go into situations with the default assumption that if you see a woman wearing military uh, paraphernalia, that uh, make the assumption that she's the vet. Uh, if you if you see a woman at at a VA medical center or at a veteran convention, uh, you know, open with thanking her for her service or welcoming her home or whatever phrase you use to greet a veteran, yeah. default to that for for the woman. Um, and you know, another somebody that I was talking to pointed out that if if the woman is a family member and not a veteran herself you know family members have served too yeah. so that recognition of uh, uh, appreciation for somebody's service uh, is is a good way to default with as your starting point as opposed to defaulting to um oh yeah who are you here with <laughs> so i noticed this um i i noticed this when i was out covering veterans day uh, the day starts at, World War, at the World War II Memorial where, um, you know, it's, it's a predominantly male uh, veteran base there. And, um, and then, so I, as I go on with my day trying to find other demographics to include in my coverage, I noticed that women were the most difficult to identify because they weren't wearing the identifiers that I'm looking for, right? And I'm trying to churn out a quick content, so I'm not. I'm looking for the vests, the hats, the you know, like I'm looking for the quick identifier so I can you know walk up to someone and and boom. And the couple women that that I was able to identify, one just happened to be wearing a vest at the Vietnam War Memorial. That was an easy one, and then. I didn't find another identifier until I went to the women's memorial at Arlington. It is interesting how uh, there's the difference between uh, men and women and, and wearing those identifiers. Is there anything that, so a woman is in the audience right now, she hasn't used VA yet. Uh, you've already talked about what the, the mission of your, of your office, some of the better, uh, some, of the, some of the key benefits and uh, messages that you have to women veterans. The starting point's no different, right? For, for a woman veteran, it's, uh, um, you know, Explore VA, contacting the local medical center, whatever it may be. Um, but for those of you that, for those that may be unaware, um, what's, what's, where's their best starting point? Sure. So of course, women vets are welcome to go through the same entry points as any other veteran. As you've mentioned, Explore VA is a great way to go. Vets.gov. Any of those entry points will work just fine. So go to that if that's what you're comfortable with. For women vets who want um, to check out resources specifically targeting women veterans, we have a couple resources that I can recommend. One is the Women Veterans Call Center, which is 855-VA-WOMEN. That call center is staffed exclusively by women, and those trained folks can help women veterans navigate the care, benefits, and resources available to them in VA, so that's a great starting point. They also have a chat function online, so you can um, do a, a 
an internet search on Women Veterans Call Center or again just call 855-VA-WOMEN. And then I would love to have your listeners check out our website, which is va.gov forward slash women vet. We have a lot of resources available on our website. You'll also get a not at all annoying pop-up asking if you want to sign up for email updates in a number of different topics. We send out a weekly news roundup. We send out monthly updates on events, messages from the center and research, and then quarterly updates on resources that are available specifically for women veterans. So come check out our website. Again, that's va.gov forward slash women vet and see what resources and news and research information we have available that's interesting or relevant to you. Wonderful. Kayla, is there anything that we haven't mentioned yet that you think is worth pointing out? Thank you. I will mention a sneak peek of one of the initiatives that I'm really excited about for next year. Okay. If it makes it in, that's fine. Sure. If it doesn't, that's Go okay. ahead. No, let's hear it. So March is Women's History Month. Yeah. This past March, we did a Women Veteran Artist exhibit where we had art by women veterans in 10 VA medical centers nationwide. This coming March, to highlight the diversity, strength, and resilience of women veterans, we're doing something similar, but this year we're going to feature 10 amazing women veteran athletes from a variety of oh. age ranges and a variety of ability levels. We're doing this in partnership with Team RWB, which is a terrific nonprofit that has chapters around the country focused on getting veterans and community members uh, together and keeping them active and healthy. So I can't wait to talk to you more about that as it comes together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the you know two of the artists from last year ended up on this podcast, uh, Pamela Corwin mm -hmm. and Deborah Russell, mm -hmm. I don't know if I remember That's that right. right. Um, and then, so yeah, expect to hear from me about interviewing some athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Tim.